Four tracks on SFM with John Karika. Let's talk about the Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards 2020. And from what I understand, one of the nominees is Vodacom Bulls lock Sintu Majezi. Congratulations, Sintu. Uh, thank you. Thank you. What's it like to be nominated up there? Um, it's all right. I mean, I'm obviously appreciative of the award, um, but it's also a big shout out to my to my team. Obviously, mm. I wouldn't be able to to perform the way I perform without them. Team has done pretty well this season. Well, it, <laughs> it was a bit of a bit of a strange season, but let's let's congratulations at Super Rugby and Curry Cup. Yeah, yeah, I think we 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 adapted to the conditions and obviously COVID and stuff like that quite nicely. <laughs> um, and we had to stick to to strict protocol, which was a bit tough. But I mean, mm. we in the end we all had one goal, and that was to to win the Curry Cup, um, and we were able to achieve that. Uh, I don't. You know, it's it's difficult for me to interview you, Sintu, because I'm a Sharks fan, and it hurts a little bit. <laughs> it, it hurts a little bit for me to have to talk to you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna push through. <laughs> no worries, no worries. <laughs> uh, you, did you play in the final? Yes, yes, yes. I played in the final. What was it like? Ah, uh, was nerve wracking, roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> um, also, unfortunately, I got injured, um, but I had to pull through with my knee as well. So those, yeah, roller coaster of emotions. Uh, definitely. It, it started off with with those penalties that were missed. And what was what was the what was the mood like on the field when you're giving away penalties? Uh, one of the best kickers in the country is is struggling to put that across. Did that did that raise your game, or did it did it make you think oh, we we got to be careful out here? No, I think um, we weren't. Obviously, we're happy that he missed, mm. end, but. Um, we were mainly focusing on what we had to do because we kind of felt like we weren't executing what we had to do properly, which um, kind of put them into, in the game. So the main the main chat and stuff that was happening in the change room and amongst the players um, on the field was just about executing our own game plan and then letting everything sort itself out. Right. Uh, let's talk about the season as a whole. You, you mentioned the COVIDs. What's it been like to go through this season with all the protocols, all the testing, all the being stuck in hotels? Um, you've had to be very disciplined, um, obviously, because you don't want to, if you, if you go out and get COVID and you come to training on a Monday or Tuesday, mm. um, you could obviously spread it to the team, which obviously hampers your, your performance or the amount of players that can perform, um, on the weekend. So obviously we've had to be disciplined as a team. Um, playing without fans was a bit weird in the beginning, uh, cause you could hear each other shouting at each <laughs> other much louder and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, we adapted to, to the conditions and I'm glad that we were able to, to get through um, two seasons essentially with Super Rugby and Curry Cup. Mm. Uh, that run onto the field must be a different experience with just the coaches clapping. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a different experience. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to be in the Curry Cup final with Cheetahs last year. So right. yeah, it was a massive difference compared to running out with a, a packed stadium to just everyone clapping more, just like the Blue Bulls song playing and you can... You just have to kind of be in your own zone, I guess. Yeah, you're really rubbing it in about winning and winning curry cups, aren't you? <laughs> no, but I'm just comparing the, <laughs> comparing the two. I'm just comparing the two. Uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about that move, that move from the Cheetahs. You had made some uh, Pro 14 action. That was all there. Was the move based on the Pro 14 change? Um, yes, a little bit. Um, because of the, the uncertainty that, that was at the time, um, I think I moved in June or July. So before that, there was a lot of uncertainty in, in, in terms of what's going to happen mm-hmm. at the Cheetahs. But I also wanted to um, 
push myself at the next level. Obviously, Coach Jacobs coming into the pools, yeah. and you look at the kind of players that the pools have produced and the kind of competitiveness there is there. Um, I just felt that if I wanted to continue to get better um, and become a better player, I'd have to put myself in um, more, like I'd have to go outside the box, basically. So the move was just about moving to a new place and having to adapt and having to learn from new people and, yeah, just hope, just hopefully being able to become a better player. What's Jake like in the change room? Um, he's a lot calmer than what I initially had thought. Um, when I came here, I was kind of a bit worried about how he was. But now he's a lot calmer. He lets, you know, he lets us... Um, he obviously has a game plan in which he wants, but he lets us express ourselves amongst the game plan. So, yeah, he's, he's a lot more chilled than... You know, what he may be, what he may be perceived here. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Sintuba Jersey for a, for a little while. You're, you're Eastern Cape boy. You're you're yeah. you're one of those rugby players that we always hear about. Yeah, the 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 East London. That's the the growth of rugby. It's the future of rugby. Tell us that story. Yeah, um, I don't know how much you want to know about it. Everything. <laughs> yeah, so I've just obviously come through the Eastern Cape. Um, and I've kind of worked myself north, actually. Um, <laughs> yes, instead you of have. staying coastal. Yeah, because I went to Kimberley, then I went to Bloemfontein, and now I'm in, um, in Pretoria. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I don't like the Eastern Cape as much as, as much as I think I do. But yeah, that's kind of been my journey. Is it difficult to be an Eastern Cape rugby player with the Southern Kings and we know what they've gone through? What's it like playing there day in and day out? Um, sorry, playing at Kings? At the playing? Kings, first of all. Oh, no, I mean, uh, when I was there, it was, it was obviously I enjoyed the environment, I enjoyed the people there, but it was always the thing of a lot of uncertainty coming mm. to the end of the season, whether where you're going to play. Obviously, the contracts run as the seasons run, so it's a bit difficult to to be contracted long-term and have security. So, I mean, that's the, the bit of the frustration, but the people there, the admin there, um, everyone there, there was the staff there, the players that I met there, um, I'm still close with, so yeah, it's 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 a good place to be, and I really enjoy playing my rugby there. Spent a lot of time at the Griquas, eh? Uh, just a year and a half, yeah. You played more games there than anybody else, so far. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did play quite a few games there, yeah. What's it like up in Kimberley? I've always wondered, you know. Uh, and I'm going to ask a proper rugby player this because I've always pretended I know the answer, but I don't. Like, okay. like when I when I think of. Um, when I think of a player that's moving from, I don't know, Greek was to the Sharks or Greek was to Province, it's like, of course you want to do that because it's down at the coast and the fields are softer. The fields are green. Yeah. What's it like waking up in the middle of winter and going to train in Kimberley? Jeepers. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, it's really cold. The winters are really, really cold. Um, and the summers are really, really hot. So it's just <laughs> yes. too, extreme, too extreme climate. So you never really want to deep in winter training or in summer and December um, we had to fortunately we didn't play there but if we had played there it's, it's really hot around about December January time yeah, yeah. Um, but I think anyone that's there you obviously you want to prove yourself and you want to get to the next level so you, you're there to work essentially and you're there to try to progress your rugby career yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not that much different to Pretoria winter training in Pretoria is also not going to be the greatest thing yeah, but I mean, there's also the nice thing about Pretoria, there's a bit more things to do than in Kimberley. So. <laughs> Good point. Not during lockdown yeah. there isn't, but most of the time. Yeah, but most of the time generally there is, yeah. Okay, you were a bit of a cricket... Uh, yeah, we've got one more question, we're going to take a break. You were a bit of a cricket player. Why Why did you pick rugby over cricket? Um, I 
don't know. I, I do know. I just enjoyed um, rugby a lot more than cricket. Um, I still miss playing cricket a little bit. You know, I just ball sometimes in the corridor or, <laughs> or just something I get to play cricket with my nephews. But yeah, I just always felt that my heart was with rugby and I really enjoyed rugby. Um, the intensity, the contact, everything mm-hmm. about rugby. That's what really drew me in. I'm just imagining a two-meter, 114-kilogram flanker with a red ball in his hand coming and bowling towards me. <laughs> yeah, I used to have uh, some decent pace back in the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can't bowl as well. I'm probably uh, right arm slow at the moment. <laughs> uh, okay, so what are you guys doing at the moment? So the rugby season, if all goes ahead, is, is quite soon again. Yeah, so um, I'm obviously I've I've got injured, but mm. most of the guys um, they're coming in um, on Monday, um, and then we start uh, with our preseason training. It's quite a short turnaround if you think about it. Cause mm. It's only three weeks um, since we played the final, so we've got uh, the franchise cup coming up against the the EP Kings, uh, which should be a good game. Um, yeah. That's basically where it's at. And, and as far as the future of rugby, do you as a player keep an eye on, on, on these movements about maybe going up north and, and all those things, or do you just sort of take it as it comes? No, I mean, obviously I'd, I'd love to, to play up north just for the experience, but mm. um, I am here now in, at Blue Bulls in uh, uh, I mean the competitions. Yeah. So the, 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 oh. inst- instead of playing against Australia and New Zealand, there's talk about going up north. Oh yes, obviously. Um, I've played in the in the Pro 14 previously, so I kind of yes. know what it's about and stuff like that. Um, it's a very exciting tournament, and you get to travel to to Scotland and Ireland and um, all those kinds of places. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's quite a nice it's quite nice touring, and those teams are quite good. Um, at Cheetahs, we didn't really have a good time um, with games up north, so hopefully with the Bulls, I can have better luck this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. The Sharks might just teach you a lesson or two this time around. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Sintu, thanks very much for joining us. Congratulations on the Players' Choice Awards. No worries. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Vodacom Bulls lock Sintu Manjezi. Let's talk to the CEO, Susan. Uh, sorry, we, she's dropped her line. Suzanne Stevens was supposed to talk to us about the Players' Choice Awards. So we're unfortunately not going to be able to talk about them. Uh, it's uh, pinned to the 2020 run rugby calendar. John Smith, uh, my Players' Board member and recipient of the 2005 Players' Player of the Year, uh, spoke about the Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards, saying nothing about 2020 was ideal or perfect. Perfect. Every week presented new challenges to players' fitness, health, performance, and mental welfare. He says to be nominated in one of the six categories suggests so much more about the players than just an acknowledgement of their talent and abilities. Sport Tracks on SFM with John Karika. All right, we've got Bright Rock Deputy CEO Suzanne Stevens on the line. Suzanne, thanks very much for joining us on a Saturday night. Uh, why is Bright Rock getting involved in the uh, Players' Choice Awards? Well, hi there, John. Yes, um, we've actually been involved with the Players' Choice Awards since its inception, mm. which is now, the, this year will be the fourth year. So 2020's awards will be the fourth year that we're involved. Um, and the reason's quite simple. Um, you know, Brightrock, we're uh, a life insurance company, and we, and we talk about this idea of, of being able to embrace change and, and being able to be able uh, to, to, to respond to, to life's curveballs, if I can call it that. And, and you and I both know that rugby has this um, most extraordinary thing which is a, a ball that's not a round ball. <laughs> um, so, so we love to talk about the idea of actually just learning to play the bounce in life. And, and you know, and that, and, and that is why we're involved 
um, in rugby, generally speaking. We, we're we also partners with Western Province Rugby and Stormers. Um, and, yeah, and we... Um, and and we partnered with my players as I say four years ago. Um, my players being the professional rugby players um, organisation. Mm-hmm. So so this is a an event which is really where the players themselves are selecting who they wish to recognise. And so we're you know we're enabling that that um, player driven event if I can call it that and, and it's also slightly different with defender best away from the bench former uh, uh, for, forward player of the year it's not just a rugby player there, there's a whole lot more to these awards absolutely so there are there are a number of categories um, we the, the, the players themselves at my players they, they select uh, their short list based on the performance of the players of the year before or mm-hmm. you know the year in recognition and then and then the, the voting actually goes out to all professional players across all 14 rugby unions so all the players themselves are selecting their peers um, which I think makes us very special it's sort of a by the players for the players mm-hmm. event. Yeah, and that must mean a little bit more for the players as well to be nominated by your your peers. Hundred percent, I absolutely agree. And of course, the most coveted award of all is the Players Player of the Year Award, which um, which is an award that has existed for very many years mm. and, and is certainly a very coveted award by all the players, in, um, you know, across the board. Well, as a Sharks fan, Kerwin Bosch is going to win it, so it's fine. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it's just nice to put the other three guys in there. Well, know. look. Does win it, you'll know that he'll be, you know, he'll actually be following in the footsteps of literally the rugby greats of South Africa. You know, over the, over the over the years and the decades, um, you know, all, all all our real big rugby greats have yeah. been honoured with that Players Player of the Year award. Well, so, so yes, we can we can only hold thumbs that um, that the right guy gets it. This year. <laughs> well, Kevin Bosch is the right guy. Hashtag just saying. But yeah, Dwayne. I love how, I love how Objective you are, John. It's fantastic. <laughs> Dwayne Vermeulen, Franz Stein, Cornell Hendricks, and Cohen Bosch. That is that is the who's who of twenty twenty right there. It really is the who's who. And, and I mean, what an extraordinary year 2020 was, you know. So one of the things we're so aware of this year is that from a rugby perspective, 2020 was just an extraordinary year. Mm. It was the, you know, the ultimate playing of the bounce being required by everybody um, to kind of uh, perform at, at, at that highest level of rugby during a COVID year. When is all of this happening? When are we going to find out the winners? So, so be- because of the the nature of the year that we've had and, and where we are um, this year, it's going to be a, a, a um, online or digital mm-hmm. event, and it's actually going to be taking place on SuperSport um, in the first week of March. March, okay. So these guys are going to so, sweat for a little while. They are going to sweat, but for for only for a very short while, another week or two. So it's not too long. Well, hopefully, Kerwin Bush is writing his speech at the moment. <laughs> Well, I'm sure if he needs a bit of help, he can give you a call. Oh, yeah, no, like yeah. I've got no. I've got both his backline and his players' player of the year awards speeches written already. Already, you see. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll just we'll just whisper in his ear if he's if he's feeling anxious about finding the right words. It's fine. I got it. All right. It's great chatting, to you, Suzanne. Thanks for keeping these awards going and thanks for recognizing the rugby players. It's a wonderful opportunity for us all, and we and yeah, we're very proud of what our professional players have done during these mm. difficult times. Thank you very much, John. Suzanne Stevens, Bright Rock Deputy CEO, joining us here on Sport Tracks. By the way, should we run through the should we run through the nominees? Let's do that quickly. Defender of the Year: Jandre Rudolph, Andisa Ntsila, Stephen Kitsoff, and Lukanya Am.
Best off the bench, Mone van der Berg, Tembalini Boli, Anna Boerta and Sintu Manjezi, uh, we spoke to earlier. Forwards player of the year, Dwayne Vermeulen, Steven Kitsoff, sure. Jandre Rudolph and Marco van Staden. In the back line, Cornel Hendricks, Franz Steyn, Kerwin Bosch and Wandersile Semelane. Best improved player, Stedman Hans, Tian Swanepoel, Dylan Richardson and Vincent Chituka. And the players player of the year, as you heard, Dwayne Vermeulen, Franz Steyn, Cornel Hendricks and Kerwin Bosch. That's impressive. Good luck to you, gents.